Okay. Okay. I think we're cool. good. We figured it out. Figured out how to do this after seven months of not doing this. <laughs> after 17 minutes. It only took 17 minutes. Yep. That's fine. Okay, it's complicated. It's a, it's a throwback now. But the, the benefit of this is that now I have access to all of the sounds. Mm. Can you hear that? Yeah. yeah, I can hear that. Okay, perfect. I'm glad you hooked up the soundboard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a little rusty after seven months time. But you know what? When was the last time we were in the closet in December? We were not in the closet in in December. We were trapped in the closet last summer because it was balls hot. Mm, Right? Yeah. The last time that we recorded, though, I think was right around the holidays, the Christmas holidays. Mm -hmm. And then we published it pretty shortly after that. So I think that was like, that was definitely back in December. So yeah, Mm. it's been about seven months since we've done this. Feels like a long time ago. Feels like a very long time ago. But yeah, it's been a long time since doing a podcast. I think we've kind of talked like a couple times about restarting it or trying to record something. Uh, And now we both have time to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So why not? I've missed it. Not the technical difficulty parts, but having the the longer conversations with you. I guess we could do that without recording it. But you know, what's the point? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think we have been keeping in close contact, and we've like caught up a couple times just on regular old phone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, I don't know, maybe I could see see us doing a recording again. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if we're any good at this. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say still any good, but I don't know if we were any yeah, good. If we in the were first any place. good before. <laughs> I've gotten good feedback since then. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. for all of our really loyal fans, it's like a surprise special drop episode, I guess, if we end up publishing this. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's nice to not have the pressure to do it, but then also I miss doing it. So yeah, yeah, and I think doing it well when we were doing it weekly, that was just that was a lot. That was a like, in lot. retrospect, that was a lot, and I don't know. I'd feel like. Not that we had a goal or needed to like get picked up or a certain, you know, recognition, but it's like, it seems like most podcasts, even the small ones are pretty much weekly. Like they keep up a good pace. Yeah. It's impressive. Okay. (laughs) So to kick off this episode, um, let me play the intro and then I edit in the part where you say our tagline and then I do the cousins example, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, so here's the intro. Such a good, such a good bop still. (laughs) And then you input or I input your voice saying the tagline. Welcome to Double Cuzzies, where two people who share 25% of their DNA and their entire extended families talk about life. And then I say, Double Cuzzies. It's like if Matt and Kevin Dillon married Paris and Nikki Hilton and had kids. It's like riding a bike. Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon is the one who is in Entourage. Yeah, the really ratty looking guy. He's got a real (laughs) Dillon face. Uh, And coincidentally, he plays like the um, less famous brother character on Entourage as well. So, you know, sticking Mm. within his wheelhouse there. Wow. Those two look very different. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but you can still kind of tell. 
that they're siblings. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I wouldn't. Hmm. Maybe yeah. I've just, because I've always known that they were brothers, I see yeah. the familial resemblance. But uh, <laughs> I will say, though, after, like, the first two seasons of this, we did, in total, we did 27 episodes. The list of examples of siblings is growing thin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so we'll see how long I can keep this up for, but I definitely looked back on our past season tracker to make sure that I wasn't repeating any example mm, either. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Um, we could go international, just, you know, <laughs> people we don't even know. <laughs> just people we don't even know. Heavily on the internet of celebrities. <laughs> yeah, I think even then, like, I haven't, uh, yeah, I guess the, if there's probably a lot of, like, celebrities in Asia that we're just not aware of. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe nepotism yeah. runs hard there, too. We <laughs> could just mix up the combos that we already used. Yeah. Maybe the same, the same gist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the point of any of this, anyways? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we could just stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we just stop doing that. It's a little bit of a brain teaser for myself, I guess, but not really. Okay, maybe the Dylan Hiltons is the last one. We'll see. Mm, maybe yeah. this maybe this again is also the last episode of Double Cousins. We'll see. <laughs> no, we'll see. Uh, time will it's tell. All up in the air. Yeah. So what were we going to talk about this episode? We were going to catch up with each other a little bit, see what mm-hmm. we've been up to, maybe backtrack life. since, yeah, in life, life. since uh, since we stopped doing this podcast, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then go from there. And then I have a commercial for us. Mm, that was fun. Nice. I did miss recording commercials. That was a yeah. lot of fun. So. Yeah, I'm excited for the commercial. Yeah. Okay, so aside from all the technical difficulties, what's been going on in your life, Kelia? Oh, not too much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty uneventful like, lately. Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, we've kind of documented a lot of um, job changes of mine on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but this is what is today the 18th it's my fifth week laid off which is a bummer weird journey (laughs) yes wasn't something I was expecting um so yeah I've just been taking it easy maybe a little bit too easy (laughs) living that retired life did you expect that your company was going to be going through layoffs then or was it surprising to you no, it was very surprising. Uh, last year, well, I joined the company probably in its like little golden era. It was a startup, got a Series B while I was there a couple months after I started. And so it was, you know, the culture of company events, a lot of team bonding, a lot of rallying, like exciting growth. So I don't know. I, maybe if I had been paying attention to numbers differently or had like understood the financial trajectory of something like this maybe I would have had a different hunch or seen it coming but I mean I don't really think most people did so yeah and you would think that if it could have been predicted that somebody higher up should have predicted it I guess yeah Yeah. definitely things that could have been done differently I suppose but as far as like economically speaking macroeconomically speaking 
it's uh, yeah there was definitely like the company things, so. benefited from a COVID tailwind and just projected for that to keep going but it clearly didn't in mm-hmm. the industry that the company was in is yeah just less of a need so there are a lot of just kind of cultural factors that couldn't have been predicted so for the most part i mean like up until there was a big event in january and the first round of layoffs happened in march and up until like really it was up until for me the week before the first round of layoffs when the svb collapse happened Mm -hmm. and that kind of just like brought to light the fragility of things mm-hmm. in general and I think uncovered a lot of other things within the organization. Um, up until then, like, I, I didn't think this would happen. And it was weird because it's like in a startup environment, I knew that was always a risk going into it, but to actually go through it yeah. and be spared and then go through it again and not be, I don't know, yeah. Roller coaster of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> and after the first round, was there any indication that like they were going to do another round or that or it came as a surprise that they were doing another round? The second round was a pretty big surprise because I think from within a lot of employees that remained hoped at least that um the first round would save us from having to do another round mm-hmm. in the near future um that was something that wasn't ever like guaranteed but i mean of course you think well you know the company is taking this drastic change you're making these cuts that that should hold us over for a while but unfortunately it wasn't enough so yeah, yeah the first run it was like 10 percent um but then the second round was 40 percent um and i was affected and so definitely felt that differently yeah yeah, that's uh, that seems like a pretty small cut to make, followed by a very large cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a total bummer, especially because you really like that company and like the role and the people that you worked with, and you were super jazzed about working there. And yeah. like that seemed like a good opportunity, and so it's like these things. It's it's just like no company is safe. <laughs> I feel mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like. I kind of, yeah, that's, I loved the people. I loved the time I was at the company when it was good. But in retrospect, I mean, it's easy for me to say I'm happy to be on this side of it, but it's like the organization's not going to get to that place probably, Mm -hmm. probably ever again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This will take a very long time. So it's a totally different dynamic. And um, so, yeah, I don't know. It would just be a completely different experience if I was still there. Yeah. So since you got laid off, what have you been doing? <laughs> Very little. <laughs> Savor. Like. Um, just been just been hanging out. Um, been working out a lot, like every single day. So that's For I feel our like that's the thing. Kaylee is just like jacked now. She's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like my traps are like huge. <laughs> yeah, Kaylee got um, all swole over the break. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm into bodybuilding now. No. <laughs> um, I do feel like, I mean, it's kind of depressing just not having there's a sense of loneliness that sunk in. Like mm-hmm. I remember the second week after the layoff, I was just like, fuck, I don't have that group of people to socialize with. 
for the most part, it's just me at home and I'll talk to my partner and maybe some friends during the day, but that's pretty rare because they are working or have their own shit going on. So it's just like, it was very lonely and isolating. So there is those feelings that come and then like, just like, is this just, it's probably just like low key baseline depression mm-hmm. <laughs> that's been happening for a while. So, but I have found that like on days that I don't exercise, it feels worse than, um, a lot worse than what I do. So mm-hmm. that's something that's helped me just kind of stay level headed and, um, feel like I'm taking care of myself. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. You're doing a lot of cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it was like, it's really fucking hot in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. I I think I just saw a headline that was like, we just set our heat record today. So, um, yeah. Also, like, not being able to spend time outside has been a weird layer because it'd be different. It was like, I could go hiking or just, like, get fresh air and not feel like I'm burning from the outside. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I've been doing some just, yeah, cooking cleaning <laughs> grocery shopping just living yeah <laughs> yeah just just living yeah um yeah trying to figure out how to you know what life looks like without work being a central thing I'm not rushing into finding something else right now the market's pretty bleak so that's not very motivating mm-hmm. um and and being really picky which may or may not be a good thing we'll yeah. see so yeah you can you can still be picky for a, a little bit longer I feel like yeah 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 so definitely not as fun as the last time I well the last time I quit my job and had a break and was traveling and had a lot of plans and was making a lot of fun time of my time off mm-hmm. um, but it's been fine <laughs> yeah just different yeah spend some summer out here it's like it's bizarro right in Arizona it's summer is the worst season because you can't really Mm -hmm. go outside and it's like everywhere else it's like that that would be winter and Mm -hmm. summer would be when everybody is out rejoicing and enjoying the nice weather Yeah. yeah yeah so that's just kind of like that part of it is depressing and then like you ask if I've been cooking I have but this time of year it's, it's like when hot. it's so hot you don't have an appetite mm-hmm. so it's like uh, how am I gonna keep myself alive I just need to just like force feeding myself <laughs> you make like a bunch Gross. of like cold noodles or something <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's what I got for lunch today actually it's good nice yeah yeah so that's when I've been up to kind of a plot twist um but yeah I'll be I will be fine. We're going to take a little trip here soon, so I'm excited about that. But um, thank you for you've been there for me every step of the way. And I mean, I think you kind of know what the threat or thought of being laid off is like. And then I just have felt like I've been able to talk to you pretty candidly about just like when it happened and how it felt and how it felt as the days progressed. So I really appreciate that because I don't think many people understand it and can relate at that level, like with our personal dynamic and then Mm -hmm. just kind of knowing the work environment. Yeah. Well, of course. And I think that that's kind of, 
the benefit of us having so many conversations over the past, you know, year is that understand in detail what your working life is like and professional life is like and what it means to you and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's a shitty thing to have to go through on either side of it. Um, and, and unfortunately I feel like a lot more people that I know now have personal uh, experience with it, you know, mm-hmm. either being affected by it and getting laid off or being on the other side of it, like myself of surviving a layoff and sort of, what it feels like to be the leftovers at the company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and like you said, in your situation, like the damage to the culture that happened as a result of it, right? It's going to take a very long time, if ever, to rebuild mm-hmm. it. And in the meantime, being at that company is not going to be <laughs> what you want it to be. And so mm-hmm. it's like, it's a shitty situation in either sense, but it's, yeah, yeah it's like at least, uh, at least you can sort of move on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can move on and I'm not in a situation where I'm feeling pressure or I'm having to do something temporary just to bring in some money and survive. I'm very grateful for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but weird still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about you? What have you been up to the past few months yeah. Work-wise, professionally, or just life-wise? Yeah. I feel like, I feel like work-wise, everything was kind of thrown for a loop back in, yeah, earlier in the year, in the beginning of the year. Um, similar timing to you. But I think that, I don't know how much we had talked about it on the podcast, but like you and I had talked about it of like, I knew that something was going to be happening, just seeing mm-hmm. where the rest of the companies were going and where the industry was kind of going. It just seemed like a matter of time. I think it was very jarring the way that they announced layoffs though, or conducted Mm -hmm. them that I think it was, it was pretty much like most people who I know, they suspected that there was going to be some sort of layoffs, but Mm -hmm. the way that it was executed was quite uh, unexpected, at least from Mm -hmm. what the company had sort of the culture that they had built up since its Mm -hmm. inception. So I think that, through a lot of people for a loop, the abruptness of it and sort of the inhumane nature of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't and, think you ever told me about that. Okay. Of like how it went? Yeah. Yeah. So it was terrible. So <laughs> it was like super impersonal where uh, they they basically just sent out an email to mm-hmm. whoever was affected by it, whoever got laid off to their personal email address and they immediately lost access to all internal stuff. Um, and so it was like very abrupt, but I think the part that was like very abrupt about it too, was that there didn't seem at least surface level. I mean, you can, you can string along like a lot of different factors of like, you know, these, how these quote unquote decisions are made, but looking at it, I think more people than not have trouble figuring out how the decisions were made because Mm -hmm. it was pretty clear that like, it didn't really have anything to do with performance didn't have anything to do with tenure. There were some indicators of like certain things where it's like, okay, that seems kind of like a trend that these, all of these people got affected. But there, I mean, simply put, it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of rhyme or reason to it. Mm. And so I think that was very jarring for people because it was like, there were some people who were let go where you could point to them and say like, if there was anybody who should be safe, it should be these people. Mm. And they weren't. And so I think that that definitely 
like reinforced for people who were aware of it, but maybe was quite an awakening for people who had not been thinking this way at all that like nobody's safe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I think that since then, like that was in the beginning of the year since then, you know, there's been a lot of cultural changes, a lot of changes, like, I think everybody is just very on edge, too. And so, you know, on the flip side of it, of, like, surviving it and having mm-hmm. to work in that environment now, it's very much like people are just kind of doing the job, you know, which makes sense. They're not as mm-hmm. invested in it anymore because they kind of see that it's like, this is kind of just a job, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I could be gone tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to really try to stress myself out too much about it, right? Um, but then I think there's also like a lot of people have their guard up as well. Mm. Uh, and so it feels more hostily competitive, which is yeah. really counterproductive too. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I think it's like people kind of exist in this spectrum of like of disillusionment, but somewhere between like, I'm going to really try and like, I'm going to, I think that I can still save myself basically. Mm-hmm. And so for, if there is another round and that's the thing too, is that it's like, we don't know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. everybody's just kind of living under this, like, maybe there will be, maybe there won't be, um, which is unhealthy as well. And yeah. so I, I think that like, yeah, people are just kind of thinking like, okay, well, if I can really step it up and if my performance can kind of protect me, if there's something that happens in the future, all the way to like, nobody's safe there's nothing that you can actually do yeah. um yeah so, so like I, why does it like maybe there are things I can do to protect myself but there are so many surprises exactly yeah in the first round so or that initial round yeah and so it's just kind of like it's a bummer <laughs> like yeah. it's definitely a bummer especially like I feel so lucky to have been at the company when the culture was at its peak Mm-hmm. And like knowing at the time that it's like, this is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause then you can appreciate it that way. And coming from a, another role that was like very toxic into that environment, it's like rehabilitating the way that you think about work. Mm-hmm. So then to have that kind of turned on its head, it's very yeah. jarring. So I think that it's going to take a long time, if ever, for the culture to yeah. ever get back to where it was. And it's going to take so long that it's like anybody who's been affected by it is going to have to have like, forgotten about it or moved on completely so yeah so I think that because it's been so long since they did the first round I say first round thinking that maybe there's going to be others mm-hmm. um, but I think that like people are sort of waiting to see what happens mm-hmm. um, but at the same time I think now more and more people are sort of like no I'm kind of done waiting mm-hmm. so I'm seeing a lot more people quitting <laughs> mm-hmm. just because, yeah, it's, it's an untenable culture to work in. And so yeah. it's like, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very interesting uh, next few months or finish to the year, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like a pretty stressful environment. Yeah. And they're probably expecting you just to like, you know, business as usual, if not. Yeah output at a higher capacity because yes. the company is down a bunch of people yes. so it's, uh, it's probably one of the most disorienting parts of it is that they're using all the same words mm. that they used before but they don't mean the same thing at all <laughs> so yeah. it sounds so it makes you feel like you're going crazy a little bit 
Mm. right? Of like, okay, you're saying one thing, but I don't believe you. There's like no trust anymore. So it's like, have we learned from (laughs) the layoff? I was saying that it was like, the company is weird now because they, it's like, oh, we're going to hire the best and the brightest, but then we're going to act like you're not smart enough to figure out what's actually happening. Mm, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. And so yeah. it's just like, just treat us like adults and tell, we, we know what's going on. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's weird. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I think that ironically, I probably have like the best relationship with work right now in the sense that. Mm. I'm very clear minded about what purpose it holds in my life and Mm. like what I'm going to give towards it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, I think that's because of this experience you've had. Yeah. Yeah, Like I think I was growing that clarity slowly over the past, you know, couple of years. And then uh, Mm. I think that that was really just solidifying to me of, of, yeah, that this, this isn't how I should seek all of my satisfaction in life. Invalidation mm-hmm. in life because none of that is in my control, uh, and so, so yeah. So I think it's it's jarring for sure, um, but then also life is pretty good <laughs> aside from that, you know. Um, and it's funny because it is this kind of like opposite experience as you, where mm-hmm. because it's summer out here, the weather is super nice. We just did some renovations on the house before it got really warm, and so we finally have air conditioning. Uh, Mm -hmm. and so, and so it's like enjoying the summer, um, Mm -hmm. and enjoying the things in the life that I have and spending so much time with the kids outside and in the pool on the weekends. And like this past weekend, multiple times when I was out there swimming with them, they each said like, mommy, this is so fun. (laughs) And it's like, like, this is so fun. Life is good, you know? And so I think it's like, it's, it's great having reminders of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because otherwise, like that's what's, yeah, you can that's get what's important. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, what are the things that you can control? Mm-hmm. You know, you might not be able to control things at work, but you can control your outlook or what you need from it yeah. at any given time. And it's like, yeah, that it does give you an appreciation for the other things and, you know, the tiny humans and just like the love in your life that you have that will always be there no matter what. That's such a sweet thing. Yeah. For sure. It's like, I do hate that even just, you know, being out of work, I was going to say in between jobs, but I guess that's accurate. I'll probably start working at some point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like realizing how many things in our culture, like Mm -hmm. healthcare is really convoluted and just pretty terrible if you don't have a job, Mm -hmm. even like the marketplace, Obamacare, like all the options are pretty terrible. So it's like all of those things and in addition to income stability in a certain way and, you know, a sense of meaning or contributing in a certain way that work provides. Like I think I'm at the kind of, I'm at the point now it's like, well, how can I fill those things without work? You know, what else does that look like for me? So, and not even without work, but like without a job for a company that provides mm-hmm. those types of, you know, some of those benefits. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. And it's, it is, it's rough in our society, especially because it, it and it's, it's not a, an accident, you know, that we are so reliant on continuing to work to be mm-hmm. able to have those basic types of things like healthcare. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like even if you even if you wanted to sort of opt out from from working from anybody, it's it's pretty tough to actually just do that fully. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like a traditional situation can afford you certain things in life in an easier way, but it's yeah. Like, Ugh, it's so shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's yucky. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't yucky. be that way. <laughs> that's, you, you that's sh- the word. Yeah, you should be allowed to just exist uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. without the sense of, like, you must be a worker. You must be productive mm-hmm. as well. Um, and on top of that, you must be productive for an employer. That is, mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean... They could just drop you for no great reason. (laughs) So I think it is. It's like, you know, these jobs afford a lot of things. Um, Mm -hmm. But being very clear about what it provides and what you are giving in exchange for that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and not doing anything, you know, beyond that and not making letting it like don't fall in love, kid, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I, I think having better not even balance, but myself having a better uh, boundaries with work um, mm. that that has freed me up time-wise, mentally, emotionally to do other things as well uh, that don't rely on like getting paid. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, I took a volunteer position at a nonprofit doing operations work and that has been really reinvigorating because it's like reaffirming that you know, it's not necessarily the work that I, I don't like or, or that I don't have passion for. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I am I am an operations nerd pretty through and through. <laughs> I am coming to uh, understand and also embrace um, because I think that is useful skills when applied to something that I care about. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, so I think doing that kind of work has been really helpful too and sort of um, allowing me to get better clarity of like, what is it in my life that I like? What is it in my life mm-hmm. that I don't like? And what are the things that, you know, are missing? And um, and then being grateful for the things that are not missing because I have so much, yeah. just an abundance of it. Yeah. So. so, yeah, it's been, yeah. A, it's been a roller coaster of the uh, past seven months as well, just in a very different, <laughs> different, uh, different way. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, but, you know, I think... My approach is even the shitty stuff that happens or the hard things, like as long as you're learning something from it, mm-hmm. that'll put you in a better place in any aspect of your life afterwards. Like, you know, learning what you, a different approach to work or how you see it or learning how you value yourself or, you know, just seeing a different thing that you could do or contribute. I think uh, even though it sucks or it's hard to go through something or see workplace dynamic change. It's like, as long as you're learning something, applying it in a productive way, yeah, helping yourself grow, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. It was interesting because when the second round happened at my workplace, there were a lot of people who were just pure, purely angry, mm-hmm. like very angry. And I understand that. It's a really hard thing. It, you know, seems unfair. Um But I had like a very just, I mean, weird reaction to people who were reacting that way because Mm -hmm. that was so different than how I was processing it. Like I understand it and totally respect it. But for me, the experience was just like, yeah, more just introspective. Like what does this mean for me now? What, 
new opportunity might this provide? You know, what did what did I take away from that experience? For me, it wasn't a total waste. I'm very grateful to have had that opportunity and to have met the people that I did. Um, so in that respect too, I'm very grateful that I, I don't know why, what has changed in my psyche, but that, that was my approach when it happened. And I think if this had happened to me a year, two years ago, I was a very different, I was going to say I was a very different person. I don't know if that's fully true, but I think my like mental state was very different Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have had the capacity to process it like I am now. And I probably would have been more angry and there would have been a little bit more of that coming across. So, um, yeah, I don't know what exactly to attribute that change to, but, um, yeah, it has been an interesting opportunity to see myself in that light. Yeah. Personal growth. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Let's take a little break. Let's listen to a commercial (laughs) here. Let me figure out how to play this commercial. This wedding season, give them something from the heart. At Things Remembered, we've always been the leader in personalized and keepsake gifts. From monogrammed flasks for that alcoholic friend. Engraved cake serving sets for the happy couple to use once and then put away forever. Some things never go out of style. Like our sterling silver money clips for when you're at an Asian restaurant and need to pay for something and they only accept cash. Or our pewter dog tags when you're a 20-something-year-old bro who wants to pretend like you're playing army. And luxurious snow globes for some reason. But even with the timelessness of our products, we're modernizing at Things Remembered to bring you the personalization society demands today. Gendered pronouns are so 2019, and the traditional him-hers binary wasn't serving the needs of our diverse customer base of grandmothers, maids of honor, and best men. So I'm happy to announce, starting today, we're introducing our new there's, there's options for all of our products. With our they, them, and theirs, theirs monogramming and engraving, never again will a couple need to argue about whether a towel is theirs or theirs. At Things Remembered, we don't try and put you in a box. Instead, we excel at putting you on a box. So come on down to any of the four remaining Things Remembered retail locations across the country and pick up the perfect gift for them. Or should I say, the perfect gift for they. That was really good. <laughs> the title of that commercial is Them's Remembered. Them's <laughs> Remembered. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, so now you and your partner can just share a towel. <laughs> you can just wonder why your towel is always wet. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. They, them. Theirs and theirs. Man, does that company still exist online? Yes, they do. <laughs> that I, I had to look it up because I was like, uh, what what other products do they have? Um, the pewter dog tags is is stuff not maybe not pewter. I don't I made that up. Um, yeah, I I don't know if they have any actual retail locations anymore. Let's see. I'm on their site. I'm not seeing any on there. The yeah, site. would you like to get an eighty dollar engraved "Bless This New Baby" snow globe? What? Yeah, these are great. They have you should check them out. Um, they have a lot of memorial stuff. Interesting uh, awards, memorial flag case. 
Where do I find store locations? Engraved ceramic llama bank for the new baby. <laughs> yeah, that snow globe is creepy. It looks like a memorial snow globe. <laughs> You've been encased in snow forever. <laughs> uh, what is, okay, corporate. What is, do they have jobs? Maybe they're hiring. <laughs> <laughs> um, social Faze. responsibility. They's hmm. remembered. They's remembered. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people will take this as you um, supporting pronoun options or just purely making fun of them. <laughs> I don't know. It's a mystery. <laughs> I'll leave it ambiguous. That way, that way both sides can cancel me. <laughs> ambiguous. Ambiguous. Okay, so the careers page is... 1-800-Flowers-Inc. That makes sense yeah. that these companies are combined. Entwined. Yeah. Entangled. So Entang- that you can engrave. Okay, yeah. So that you can engrave your crystal flowers, flower of vases. Carrie and David. Yeah. Okay. Moose Munch. Okay. So it's like the gift space. Yeah. Fruitbouquets.com. What is the vital choice? That seems very... It's uh, cryogenic freezing. <laughs> <laughs> what is Napco. it? Napco. Uh, vital choice. Oh, of course, fish delivery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely my first guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vital choice. Vital choice, fish. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So weird. Uh, that was a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it really came together there at the end. <laughs> Do you have any things remembered? Things. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> you just set me up too good. I, I'm sure that I do. I don't know the provenance of them, if they are actually from Things Remembered or if there is some competitor to Things Remembered that is an engraver. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure that I have stuff for the wedding, especially that's engraved. Um, I'm sure that I've also bought things from them at one point, you know, keychains mm. and other things so I did have a moment yeah yeah uh when they were in malls across the country (laughs) four locations I love I'm still on their website in the religious section they have urn necklaces oh um the name on him for some reason is (laughs) Olga Bronzino (laughs) It's because it's co-branding with Vital Choice, the fish delivery. Olga Branzino. Olga Branzino. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. It has the name for just the regular ear necklace. And also it says Olga Branzino on the keepsake dog tag ear necklace, <laughs> which I guess in my mind, I was just thinking that's for your dog's ashes, but it's just a dog tag. <laughs> But it's also an urn. Oh, wow. <laughs> Serves a lot of purposes there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, things remembered. RIP Olga Bronzino. RIP things remembered retail locations. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know if they, I mean, the last time that I was in a mall, I guess that's also a problem, right? The mm. demise of malls. Yeah. I mean, the things remembered is very like, um, oh, what is that? The the cookie store that the big cookies the like Mrs. Fields ones. Mrs. Fields yeah mm, like it's so not the same having camp smell memory me. right now yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah. Mrs. Fields Wetzel's pretzels mm. 
or Auntie yeah. Anne's. Oh, TCBY. TCBY. Yeah. Sam Goody. Now we're just back in Sam the Goody. early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Goody. What a weird story. Oh, man. Uh, I think I sent you goodies. that article, right, about like Pickle Mall, that they're opening up. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be in Arizona, too. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. Have you been playing anymore? No, I haven't recently. I need to. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. I have an itch. We for should it. definitely definitely play when you're here. Yeah, when it's like 120 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah. <That'd be> great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if they have that pickle mall open though, it doesn't matter what temperature it is outside. Because mm-hmm. you'll always be cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. Playing pickle. You can get something mall. engraved afterwards. Yeah. I mean, can you think about how it'd be such a revitalization of the malls if they could do that, if they could pull that off? Oh my god. Of like, hey, yeah. hey, cuz, let's go down to the mall and play some pickleball. And then afterwards, treat ourselves to a C- TCBY treat and a Mrs. Phil's yeah. cookie. And then go get matching best double cuzzies champagne flutes engraved. Earned necklaces. Earned necklaces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That both say Olga Bronze. Yeah. <laughs> you can make a whole day out of it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely miss that mall experience. I don't think I could, I, I don't feel the same way when I'm in a mall now than I did when I was a kid though simpler times back then less dangerous times back then yeah less dangerous than I think at that age you're just charmed by things more often more easily so I mean I'm pretty easily charmed by things still so (laughs) uh, I would definitely still go to the mall to watch the hot dog on a stick people make lemonade Mm. that's always fun Um, (laughs) fun or interesting in retrospect that is a that was a weird thing for them to have the woman do yeah and it was always just women working there right yeah it's always like busty woman from what i remember it was like the hooters that was family friendly i don't know Wow. Wait, was it? It must have been you. I wouldn't talk about this with anybody else. <laughs> like, what if they had the dudes do the lemonade? <laughs> oh, like we have, we have talked like about this. Shorts. Yeah, we have definitely talked about this before. Um, yeah, they need to bring that back. Uh, in, I think in the name of in the name of feminism, they need to bring that back. Uh, yeah. But yeah, dudes, hot hot dog on a stick. Yeah, hot dogs on hot a dog. stick. And it's them. It's just them turning the butter and making the lemonade. You know. Yeah. That would revitalize malls. That would definitely do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> hey, cuz, yeah. you want to go down to the mall and play some pickleball and objectify men? Sounds good. <laughs> of course. Of course. You, uh, you had me, yeah, you had me at pickle. <laughs> oh, so many double entendres in there. Um, Damn. Yeah. Remember when we went to the mall for my birthday? Have we talked about this on the podcast before? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, yeah. That was like classic uh, 90s, must have been 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s birthday party, right? You go down mm-hmm. to the mall with your girlfriends, and then you go to Limited 2, and you take picture stickers. I yeah. Can't believe, I can't believe yeah, I said yeah, that yeah. correctly. Picture stickers. Oh, Limited 2 was an experience in itself. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bring those back. but for adults yeah not like and i'm not talking like limited like i don't want that shit that's like that's like boring (laughs) no limited to limited to google it everybody (laughs) chat gpt actually i think they still do e-commerce yeah i think so too very much like things remembered all of these Mm -hmm. all of these stores that we grew up loving uh are now just only exist on the internet 
Mm-hmm. Kids these days, missing yeah. out. Kids these days, damn. Yeah, 90s, early 2000s mall culture was iconic. Was the best, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that you have so much time off, just uh, start hanging out at the mall again. See if you can... <laughs> make it a thing there's a lot more people there's a lot more people who are unemployed and laid off right now i feel like malls it's their time to shine that's true that's true yeah when i do go out and do things like on a weekday in the middle of the day and i see other people i'm like what do you yeah are you all laid off too oh man yeah my people yeah my people yeah when i was uh like the month before i had each of my kids is when out in california anyways you get to start your paid leave and so mm-hmm. I milked every second of it um and so yeah those four weeks were glorious and uh and it would just be like shopping in the middle of the day and you're like what are you what are y'all doing out here like you are you you're not pregnant like, I'm, about to, I'm about to have a baby anytime soon but like I don't see that like I'm not gonna ask you about that either but I'm not gonna make assumptions um but yeah I like doing things during the middle of the day it's nice yeah it yeah. is really nice yep that yeah. was a good Ramble. Them's remembered. <laughs> Them's remembered. Uh, um. All right. How do we want to finish up this episode? <laughs> <laughs> so we got caught up on like how we've gotten here so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what's next for you? What is next? Um, oh, taking a little trip. Looking forward to that. I do. I am interviewing for a job, which... I'm I'm interested in very grateful to have had that opportunity to uh to interview and go through that process so we'll see what happens with that it's all to be determined I have been thinking like if I don't take something traditional what would I do and I have a list of things that could be fun um so I might delve into those or try to start learning something that I could do yeah you're gonna you're gonna learn how to churn lemonade (laughs) i'm gonna revive a hot dog on a stick totally i mean we say revive but i don't know if it's not around anymore hot dog i think there are locations i did look this up because i was craving a corn dog a couple months ago there are locations but they're i mean it's only a handful scattered okay yeah. All right. So you're going to so be, good. you got a list of things that you're going to learn how to do. Potentials. Potentials. Yes. If I don't mm-hmm. go the old working for somebody else path. Working so. for a hot dog on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. It's been kind of, I haven't been motivated. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say it's been hard to apply myself, but I guess what that would be called motivation. Um and obviously, as I try to spit out words, it's like, I'm, I've gotten a little dumb. <laughs> like, what else could I do? I mean, I, I think I would be fine if I just went back to um, doing something in the field I was in before. And I would, I would enjoy that. I like, like you were saying, you know, I liked what I, I like what I do. It's just, you know, the environment and finding mm-hmm. that to line up with it. So, yeah, um, yeah, we'll see what's, what's coming up for you. Uh, just enjoying kind of the slower pace of summer. It seems like uh, a lot of people are doing the same. So kind of piggybacking off of that. Yeah, just enjoying summer out here and kind of taking each day as it comes work wise and seeing what happens. Uh, very, 
I don't say this callously, but um, I think maybe because I am so detached from it now, I, I watch things happen at work with a sense of entertainment. I'm just like, mm. ooh, this is exciting. Or like, I wonder what's going to happen. And then, you yeah. know, because of the way my brain works, it's always like, hmm, let's try and predict what's going to happen and see how close I get to that. <laughs> you um, just gamified it for yourself. <laughs> I have totally gamified everything. Yeah, everything in my life. Um so yeah, so I think just uh, can keep on keeping on with that and then really mm-hmm. doing everything that I can um, with my volunteer role and making that successful. And I think there's going to be some exciting things that come out of that. And so um, maybe when I get more uh, ingrained with that group and then and they feel comfortable with me uh, talking about them on this, then I can uh, make a commercial or something for them. So a real ad, <laughs> our first real ad. <laughs> a um, real commercial. I'd like it to be consensual though. So, <laughs> so we'll see. I won't disclose too much until uh, until that time. All of our ads have been very non-consensual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I did not have the explicit consent of them's remembered. So yeah, uh, you're welcome. Things you're, remembered. You're welcome. <laughs> Free advertising for them. I mean, it was a 20 minute long commercial. So you're welcome. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I think just like enjoying, you know, everything and, uh, being very entertained by life and having fun with my kids and hopefully visiting with you sometime soon. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it's, it's like, I hate to say it already, but it's probably going to be like the holidays soon enough. It's just, it's time is going to fly. So just trying to really soak it all up until then, because it's going to be chaos (laughs) as always. So crazy time of year but yeah nice yeah life keeps on no matter what's happening but yeah I'm happy to hear that sounds like you're making the most of everything yeah trying to YOLO Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) that is true yeah all right well is it it? that's another conversation (laughs) is it yeah that's another that's another episode I guess we should think about that after we after we stop recording we'll talk about uh should we do this again? <laughs> was, yeah. was this ever any good? Was this any good or fun? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Adios. Adios. Thanks for listening to Double Cuzzies, where we're cousins and friends. But most importantly, we're family. Bye. Bye. <laughs>